Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Pete Waltz. Well, today's a special day. It's Tuesday, and on the Employment Matters podcast, that means it's Travel Tuesday, where each week we get the chance to dial in our members from all around the world who share with us some of the important things we need to know about doing business in their jurisdiction. Today, we'll be learning more about doing business in Poland. I'm pleased to welcome the show, Amelia May, an associate at Miller Canfield. Amelia, how are you today? I'm great, thank you. And I'm excited to have the opportunity to talk to you today about doing business in Poland. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it as well. Let's kick it off, if we can, with just a general overview of the jurisdiction. Tell us a little bit about the economy, the population, government structure, things along those lines, if you would. Yes, sure. So Poland is a developed market. The Polish economy has been growing continuously for the last 30 years. And now Poland has the sixth largest economy in the European Union by nominal GDP. Poland's economy is considered to be one of the more resilient of the post-communist countries and is one of the fastest growing within the EU. As a member of the European Union, we have the free trade access to the EU single market and standardized regulations. However, Poland has not adopted the euro as legal tender and maintains its own currency, the Polish zloty. Poland is located in the heart of Europe, which makes it the perfect investment location for companies needing to export products both in eastern and western directions. Of course, this pivotal position between west and east positively stimulates Polish economic development and opens up many business opportunities. As you probably know, the pandemic has disrupted existing supply chains and forced companies to revise their strategies. And thanks to the location, Poland is expected to gain a lot from this new situation. When we are talking about location of Poland, I think that it's also worth mentioning that in the north, we have access to Baltic Sea and the deep water container terminal in Gdańsk is the only deep water terminal in Baltic Sea region, which gives us an economic advantage over the Baltic countries. Just to say, it is also the fastest growing container port on the continent. Polish is the official language in Poland. As regards the political system, Republic of Poland is a multi-party representative democracy with a president as a head of state and two chamber parliament. The government structure centers around the council of ministers led by a prime minister. As regards population, there are almost 38.4 million Polish citizens The majority live in cities. Poland is the sixth most populous member state of European Union. And by European standards, it is a relatively young society as well. When it comes to the employment structure, around 60 of the employed population belongs to the services sector, 30% to industry and manufacturing, and the remaining 10% to the agricultural sector. So let's talk about some of the industries that are in the jurisdiction. What are some of the top ones? I noticed you mentioned agricultural, but give me a a deeper sense, if you can, of how the industries break out. Yes, the geography of Poland with a mild climate and plenty of arable plains sets perfect conditions for the agricultural sector to be one of the major industries in Poland. The other major industry in Poland is manufacturing. Thanks to a highly skilled workforce and relatively cheap labor compared to Western European countries, The manufacturing market plays a vital role in Polish economy. As I mentioned already, being within the EU and located in Central Europe, Poland has a good extensive transport infrastructure that allow for fast supply chains to be created. 
And it is an essential factor for companies that want to locate their production facilities in Central Europe. The output consists mostly of automotive production, but other things are produced too, such as ships, electronics, furniture, beauty products, and many more. Also, business services sector, consisting of business process outsourcing, IT, shared service center, and research and development companies, is one of the fastest developing industries in Poland. It benefits from the global trend of centralization of back office functions where availability of skilled employees together with low labor costs are the most important factors when deciding about future locations of business. Further, Poland maintains its leading position as destination for ICT companies from Western and Northern Europe. And additionally, the ICT and industry influences growth of the outsourcing sector in Poland. And the gaming sector is also a big thing here. Warsaw's um, CD Projekt is the company that created the cult games, The Witcher and the Cyberpunk, and is the public company with one of the highest value in Poland. Wow. So that's quite a diverse setup of industries there. Let's talk about what it's like if I'm an international company coming to Poland, say I want to outsource some of my IT, or I'm a gaming company that's going to operate uh, new operations in Poland. What are some of the key structural issues that I need to know about when employing locally in Poland? Well, the key legislative act governing employment relationships in Poland is the labor code. Rulings of Polish courts are not an official and binding source of law in Poland, although judgments of Supreme Court often provide useful guidelines in resolving similar matters and are usually followed by courts of lower rank. I think what may be important for foreign investors is that some of the employment matters must be agreed with the trade union that represents their employees, or if there is no trade union acting in the employer's establishment with the representatives of employees appointed in accordance with the standard procedure adopted by the employer. Trade unions are established solely at the employee's initiative And they are not so popular in Poland anymore. They operate mostly at the state-controlled companies and large production facilities. Also in Poland, there are no mandatory collective bargaining agreements required to be implemented. I think it's also worth to mention that as a result of Poland's entry into the European Union in 2004, Poland is now bound by EU employment regulations. This has led to considerable amendment of labor code and other labor law provisions resulting from the need to harmonize Polish employment law with EU regulations. So needless to say, rulings issued by the Court of Justice of the European Union have an increasingly significant impact on employment law in Poland. Also, Poland is a member of the International Labor Organization and has signed and ratified most of the significant ILO conventions, including uh, those addressing, for example, working time, leave, work safety and hygiene, and elimination of discrimination. So let's talk about the general business climate then. Again, it takes on a lot of the complexion of other EU companies, but yet again, it's got a tremendous amount of industries, a really strong workforce, some unions in certain areas. So would you describe the general business climate leaning more towards pro-business or pro-employee, in your opinion? Well, from the legal perspective, the relationships between the employer and employees are regulated in a way which is quite balanced, maybe with a slight tilt towards the employees. Because it can be said that Polish labor code sets out kind of minimal conditions under which work can be carried out in Poland. 
because the general rule is that the employment contracts cannot be less advantageous to the employee than uh, the labor code. So, for example, if under the provisions of the labor code, the employee is entitled to 26 days of annual leave, then in the employment contract, the parties cannot agree that employee will be entitled to 20 days per year. But they can do the opposite. They can agree that instead of 26 days per year, employee can use 30 days of paid leave per year. But when it comes to the employment market in general, it must be said that the employment market in many industries is an employee's market. Due to the low level of unemployment, employers often have to find a way to solicit qualified workers, for example, by offering them various additional benefits. Or there is also an increasing trend of looking for employees among foreigners, mainly from across the eastern border. So let's talk about this cross-border opportunity and employee migration. That's always a big topic for us. Is it easy to cross over? And again, I know in the EU, for example, there's free movement of people, but let's say I'm a company from the US or from Latin America or somewhere like that, and I want to take advantage of some of the business opportunities in Poland. What are some of the immigration standards? Well, yes. The general rule is that the foreigners from outside of European economic area must legalize their stay and work in Poland. However, in recent years, many changes have been introduced to Polish legal system aimed at facilitating business immigration. So this recent changes strives towards opening up our labor market for foreigners. There has been an expansion of group of people who may work without a work permit, as well as the simplification of the procedures for securing of the appropriate work or resident permits. So one example is Poland Business Harbor, which is the Polish government's program supporting entrepreneurs from the ICT sector. So this program is a kind of comprehensive package helping IT professionals, startups, and even companies to relocate seamlessly to the territory of Poland. And initially, this program was aimed at uh, Belarusian entrepreneurs and specialists, but recently this program has been opened also for citizens of Russia, Ukraine, Moldavia, Georgia, and Armenia. Further, provisions of law concerning hiring of foreigners in Poland in certain cases foresee exemptions from obligation to obtain a work permit. For example, foreign nationals holding positions on management boards of Polish companies like LCCs or joint stock companies are not required to obtain a work permit if they reside in territory of Poland in connection, of course, with their function for less than six months during 12 consecutive months. There are also few specific types of residence permits that allow foreign nationals to work in Poland without undergoing a separate procedure to secure a work permit. For example, the temporary residence permit for highly skilled workers allows that. Also, citizens of Armenia, Belarus, Georgia, Moldavia, Russia, and Ukraine who wish to work in Poland for a short period of time, up to six months, may legally start to work in Poland without work permit, just based on the employer's declaration to entrust a job to a foreigner. So these are just a few examples of solutions aimed at facilitating business immigration to Poland. Of course, there is much more, but uh, we do not have time to go through all of them today. But just looking ahead, it should be expected that over time, Polish immigration standards will be even more friendly to foreign workers, which was directly indicated in the assumptions of the immigration policy for the following years, which was developed by Polish government. Well, this has been a very interesting conversation, Emilia. 
I appreciate all your feedback here. And you've made Poland sound very interesting for those of us that are going to come and visit and do business there. So thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. It was very nice talking to you today. If you'd like to connect with Amelia May, you can find her bio by clicking on her name in the description of this podcast. Please visit ela.law to receive invitations for our upcoming webinars, download white papers, get access to on-demand content from the online library, or use the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks so much for listening.